The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of Aussie-made on-demand videos to help you look to God daily. Be challenged by a series of apologetic interviews produced by Creation Ministries International and inspired by Helping Hands, which showcases people and organisations who make the world a better place. There are new videos being added every week in the free Vision Christian Media app. Just tap the Watch tab to see the growing selection. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, it's a couple of weeks since we spoke last and there's been all sorts of developments on all sorts of levels. Uh, So uh, perhaps uh, we might go through a few of those issues and get your thoughts. Uh, One of those, and let me just start off with uh, some of the easy ones first, Lyle. (laughs) A new new family first senator, uh, Lucy Gichui. Uh, Obviously, there's still all sorts of controversy and uh, that sort of thing, but uh, you'd have been following along uh, what happened uh, with the Bob Day uh, uh, issues and then Lucy Gachui uh, being given that uh, that right then to be the next Senate uh, senator. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lucy Gachui? Yes, um, Lu- Lucy uh, has been declared elected by the uh, High Court. Uh, there was some uh, dispute over. Uh, her election after Bob Day, the uh, Family First Senator, resigned at the end of last year. And uh, there was some confusion about who the seat would pass to. Uh, Lucy was number two on the Family First ticket in South Australia. And uh, the High Court found that uh, she has been validly elected and that Bob Day's votes uh, passed to her. Now, Lucy is um, is a Kenyan-born, but has been living in Australia for a number of years. Uh, she's a lawyer. And uh, she is someone, I believe, of, uh, of faith, uh, Christian faith, uh, but obviously very new to the political process, and uh, it's going to be a testing time for her. There's been some further ongoing controversy over her citizenship. Um, there's been suggestions that she has held uh, dual citizens, citizenship, which would make her ineligible uh, for election. And uh, my understanding is that uh, the Labor Party uh, contesting this uh, with another court case, but uh, I expect uh, that that will find uh, that uh, there's no issue here. The Kenyan High Commission came out publicly recently and uh, confirmed that Lucy had never held dual citizenship. Uh, she's an Australian citizen, so I don't expect that to be uh, a blockage. And uh, I expect to see her take up her seat uh, next month uh, when Parliament resumes for the budget uh, set, uh, set sittings. And Lyle, there is real value in having a Christian voice on the crossbench. And uh, she won't be the only Christian voice that is there uh, now on the crossbenches. But, uh, but there's real value value in that when uh, crossbench senators are considering legislation. Uh, absolutely. Um, there's a large crossbench uh, in this Senate uh, since the uh, election last year. And um, to, to have uh, someone else of faith, uh, of Christian faith, replace uh, Bob Day in that family first seat does ensure that that Christian voice is still there. As you say, there are others. Uh, Senator Cory Bernardi is someone who's a devout uh, Roman Catholic and a strong uh, conservative. Uh, and there's others as well. 
uh, there. So um, it, it is important and they are incredibly influential. The government needs um, a critical mass of crossbench support to be able to pass legislation uh, where Labor and the Greens combine to oppose uh, government legislation. Well, Lyle, I said we'd start with an easy one and uh, talking about Lucy Gachui may be an easy one, but uh, there's one that's got a little bit of a, a twist to it and I'm interested in your thoughts because you'll be aware of the story of those a couple of teenage parents who were separated from their baby after they sneaked the infant out of the hospital and they were camping out uh, over uh, the weekend and uh, they have had a a brief reuniting with their little girl. But have you been following that story along at all, uh, the teenage parents? Because, you know, there's uh, there's all sorts of uh, twists and uh, and having a Christian view on this is perhaps a little bit more, uh, you know, needs to uh, have a little bit deeper thought. Yeah, it's a really tough one, Neil. I have to confess I haven't been following it closely, but I'm aware of the story and the basic details. Um, I just think uh, this is a very sad situation that uh, two teenagers have obviously uh, been sexually active. I think um, all of us in society uh, would agree that um, having teenagers sexually active is, is not uh, a good thing, um, not something that, that should be necessarily encouraged. Uh, ideally, uh, people should wait till they're of age and um, and preferably wait till they're married uh, so that if children are born, as has been the case uh, in this case, that, uh, that the, the child has every opportunity to be in a stable uh, family environment with both their mother and father where, wherever possible. We know that that doesn't always work out, but uh, wherever possible, we should shoot for that ideal. And uh, I just think it's very sad that... Um, that uh, these uh, teenagers have found themselves in this situation. I think the important thing now is the well-being of that child and um, uh, hopefully these two can stay together into adulthood and, and raise their family and, um, and ensure that their life is on a stable uh, trajectory for the benefit of that child. It is a tricky one and people have different views on that. But as you say, the interests of the child uh, have to be considered and uh, uh, I imagine that uh, prayerfully uh, family members and others will gather around that young couple and so that the child can be supported uh, as the I, child yep I hope so Neil and I just think you know this you know goes to um, just the, uh, the the terrible sexualization of our culture and and the sexualization of teenagers and young people that we see everywhere through uh, music videos through the internet through uh, outdoor advertising um, and and I think um, you know this is uh, sadly a symptom of um, of that sexualized culture that encourages uh, even you know young people even children to explore their sexuality um, look I don't think it hurts to have a bit of old-fashioned uh, uh, innocence and uh, the idea of, of waiting and delaying uh, sexual gratification, particularly in childhood, I, I think is really important. And we've, we've sort of lost our way as a culture with this. And um, sadly, many uh, parents and adults just assume that kids are sexually active. I, I don't think we should just lay down and, and accept that as, as, as an assumption. Um, but uh, that's going to take a bit of tough love. And um, that's out of fashion at the moment, uh, unfortunately. That's right. Well, let's swing to a completely different level now. Uh, because there are so many concerns and good to have your thoughts uh, but let's talk a little about North Korea because uh, there's a lot of posturing going on and when nuclear weapons are at the centre of that obviously it's very, very serious. You've got Donald Trump who's warning North Korea to behave 
Uh, now, grown-up nations don't like to be told to behave, uh, but there is even concern that Australians may be at risk if there is a conflict. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's happening with North Korea on that uh, Korean peninsula there, Lyle Shelton? Yeah, it's a delicate situation, Neil, and it, it is something that we should all be concerned about. Uh, the North Koreans do have um, intercontinental ballistic missiles um, capable uh, of traversing oceans over, uh, uh, in between continents, as, as the name implies. Um, they have developed nuclear warheads. Um, this is obviously a, a crazy state with a, a crazed dictator at its head, uh, as was his father and grandfather. And uh, I think it's right that um, the Americans uh, work with the Chinese uh, to uh, try and settle the situation down here and um, and put the North Koreans uh, back in their box. It, it's in no one's interest for them to further develop uh, nuclear uh, capabilities in the, in the way that they seem to be developing at a very fast uh, rate. And of course those US Marines arriving in Darwin just in case there is an escalation in North Korea and uh, we're very firmly in the centre if there is some sort of escalation. Yes, uh, we, you know, this is um, you know, in, in reasonable proximity to, uh, to Asia, to, to our part of the world. Um, the US Marines are part of a, a regular rotation uh, which, which uh, commenced uh, under the Obama administration. Um, but uh, certainly, um, you know, Australia uh, is very close to, to all this. And um, with uh, the ability of these missiles to reach even Australia, um, it's in our interests uh, to ensure that there is stability on the Korean Peninsula. I think we've got to realise this is the legacy of uh, a war that never really ended in the 1950s. Um, uh, there, there, there's, there's never been a, a truce. Uh, officially, the two Koreas are at war, and uh, anyone who's... And I've never been there, but um, uh, I, I think we've all heard about the demilitarised zone and the fact that there's... Um, uh, that uh, North Korean forces and artillery are amassed on that border and have been for decades. Um, it, it's a very, very delicate situation uh, with this crazy uh, Stalinist state uh, with these um, ridiculous ideas of, of um, anti-Western um, imperialism that they, they seem to be paranoid about. And so it's a dangerous situation and it's going to take a, a lot of deft um, diplomacy by the Trump administration and the Chinese uh, to bring them back into line. It's uh, one of many conflict uh, flashpoints that could happen around the world. Uh, Lyle, it's very easy to uh, flick on your favourite comedy on TV and escape from uh, the realities of what's going on, but what's happening in North Korea and also the uh, issues of what's happening in the Middle East uh, and the posturing between uh, the United States and Russia and uh, all of the allies of each of those nations that are are, uh, are working uh, to, in fact, maybe for some, we'll be saying to try and keep uh, away from conflict, but uh, others might be saying that there is all sorts of possibilities. I'm, I can't remember a time, and uh, those older than me may be able to remember, but uh, but there's a number of significant things that could happen around the world uh, that could bring us to World War Three. Have you had any thoughts on just how serious things are around the world? 
Well, I don't like to let my mind go to to, to that scenario, Neil. Um, a World War Three scenario, I hope, is um, is is not on the cards. But certainly, there is instability uh, in the Middle East, as you've said, and the Syrian situation is is dire. Um, there's uh, tension there between Russia, which is obviously helping the Assad regime to uh, try and combat terrorists and Al Qaeda elements. Uh, but on the one hand, Assad is is certainly no. Um, paragon of virtue. Um, he, he's a, a brutal uh, ruler as well. Um, you've got Islamic State in the mix. You've got uh, the Kurds in, in the north. Um, uh, they've also got tensions with Turkey. Um, and you've got America there trying to work out who best to back, and in some cases having backed uh, multiple sides in this, uh, and of course with tensions between Russia and America uh, escalating uh, because of what's happening in Syria. So yes, it's it's a very tense and complex situation. In the mix of all this, uh, of course, are the, the Christians in the in Syria, Iraq, and uh, and of course Egypt who have been suffering terribly as Islamic uh, militants uh, exploiting the situation to drive out Christians from the region. And, of course, we saw those terrible uh, suicide bombings at churches uh, in North Egypt uh, on Palm Sunday. So uh, there's lots to be prayerful of um, and to pray for our world leaders for real wisdom uh, in these very tense and delicate situations. Uh, There are so many situations, and there's many more than we can talk about in this short time today, including what's going on in Indonesia and uh, the potential there for an uprising of Islam. But uh, we might even continue some of that conversation uh, very shortly as we move on in the program but uh, Lyle Shelton always so good to get your insights into things that are happening and I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website where you can access the latest uh, releases uh, that give a Christian perspective on a lot of the issues that we're facing here in Australia and that there are uh, developing as international issues too. Uh, Lyle thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's always good to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.